Atomic! Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Atomic Shart, the show where we talk shit about shitty monster movies. I am your host Tyler, or Ty, whichever you prefer, and joining me as always is senior amateur filmmaker Justin. How are you doing today? You know, I expected this movie to be really bad, but I gotta say, Charlize Theron was great. <laughs> but yeah, this week uh, we were going into uh, the Asylum's second big monster movie, if there is a MonsterVerse to be, uh, to be talked about here. It is simply called Monster, not to be confused with other titles with the movie Monster in it. Yeah, this is definitely something, I'll say that much. So, uh, there isn't much plot to go over this time. I have a feeling that this review is going to be pretty short. So, I'm just going to go over what I've written down so far. So, the movie opens by saying that a terrible earthquake hit Japan in 2003 and killed over 7,000 people. But, turns out, it wasn't actually an earthquake. And the whole movie is in the perspective of two sisters that visit Tokyo to film a documentary about global warming, whatever that entails. And by that, I mean the whole movie is shot uh, from their dinky video camera. It feels less like a monster movie and more like someone else's bad home videos that somehow got on my recommended feed on YouTube. <laughs> uh, you wouldn't happen to have any comments on the filmography of this movie right off the bat, would you? Uh, I have two comments. Um... One is the one of the sisters is the one actress that I liked from the last movie, uh, who I've affectionately referred to as Kara Loft, uh, because she looks like a Lara Croft knockoff. Um, yeah, she kind of does. And I've seen, I've, like, I checked her out on IMDb and I saw she's in a few more of these over the years. So that'll be fun. <laughs> um, and also, you mentioned YouTube. Um, I have no idea why this they decided to set this in 2003. Aside from just, I guess, tying it into an actual earthquake that hit Japan. But there's multiple movie posters in the movie that are for movies that were not out in 2003. And also YouTube didn't exist in 2003, despite them making multiple references to watching things on YouTube. Yeah, it really threw me off. Yeah. Because uh, they directly said uh, the dateline for this movie, and they're referencing things that hadn't happened yet. Mm-hmm. And it, but that's the least of our worries when uh, talking about the problems in this movie. So anyway, uh, the two ladies uh, go to Japan, and then an earthquake that isn't an earthquake happens, and they're trapped in a basement where they meet a fellow named Justin, who I like to call Gil Bates, who leads them downtown Tokyo until he awkwardly dies. But of course his name is Justin. Friggin' dork. Yeah, what a fucking loser. Right? There aren't any cool Justins around, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. I know. We get, a sh- we get shafted in movies and stuff. Yeah, to be fair, there aren't that many Tylers around in uh, uh, popular media, aside from, like, Tyler Perry, I guess. Yeah, a lot of times when a character is named Tyler, he's a tool. Yeah, just look at Indigo Prophecy for uh, reference. One of the main characters is named Tyler, and... Yeah. So, anyway... <laughs> They try to get to the American embassy and flee the country. A lot of bad shit happens. I can't really decipher what... Uh, there's a lot of nothing that goes on in this movie. And uh, yeah. the film ends with uh, the two girls being reported... 
was either missing or dead from the monster attack, and all the footage that we had seen in the movie had been posted online in 2007 by their father. So, uh... Which, how did he get the tapes? Yeah, that, that begs the question. How did the tapes escape if uh, the two girls that were filming the entire thing went missing or died? Like, did it grow legs and just magically travel to America? Like, I don't know. There's not a lot of uh, plot going on in this movie. This this film is actually really boring. Like... Yeah. Like, a lot of my notes are about, like, specific moments that really bothered me. Um, like, for example, early on, they established that they are journalists overseas. And they're there to film some, like, head of a company or whatever that is, like responsible for a lot of the supposedly a lot of what's causing global warming in the area like i guess a lot of the pollution or whatever in the area yeah. uh but they're like practicing using the camera and talking in front of the camera and stuff and they're like outside like in a super busy intersection and stuff and um getting like some like some kind of woman on the street type footage and they just go it's okay just speak up like speak up over the everything around them and it's like so you're telling me that you are journalists that were presumably sent here for work and you have no audio equipment like you just have yeah, your right. camera speaker and that's it come on yeah all you have is um is a regular ass video camera that still runs on uh vhs technology and you don't even have like a microphone on you like come on yeah i had a better camera than that in 2003 and this was technically shot in 2008. And then, yeah, the, I said, uh, when, they're, when they're down in the basement, all the, there's all the, uh, like, the businessmen, um, like, the Japanese businessmen that are, like, kind of shooing, shooing them away and saying, like, no camera, no camera. Which, it also bothers me that uh, they have to individually go to each person, despite this whole basement space being, like, six feet. So realistically, they would all be able to hear you. Yeah, right. Um, but she goes to each person. Like, the scene takes, like, five minutes to go to each person and get told no. And um, finally, she just goes, I have permission. I have permission to film here. Like, that's so American. Yeah, right. I have permission. <laughs> like, he means. Okay, that's nice. Like, we're in a tragedy right now. Like, maybe your permission doesn't matter. Um, and then while they're in the basement, they feel movement under solid foundation. Like, how, what? <laughs> like, how flimsy are their floors if they're able to feel something like that? Right. Because it wasn't like, you know, there's an earthquake happening and, like, you're feeling the rumblings. They were, like, like looking down like something was moving under them. Um, I'm pretty sure it's probably the titular monster because... On the Wikipedia article that I skimmed over, uh, I don't think it directly says in the movie itself, but apparently Mizuchi travels so fast underground that it causes the earthquakes. So I'm pretty sure that's probably the explanation for that. It's a bad explanation, but it's better than nothing. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and then, yeah, basically every shot in this movie is filmed like 90% face. No matter where they are, like they're they're basically talking about where they are, what they're doing, like where they're going, and that kind of thing. But you don't see any of it. There's very little like actual like scenery shots or anything. And I think it's because they didn't want to bother with actual sets. 
So they just shot everything super close up so they could just like have them on a black wall and pretend it's wherever they wanted it to be. Yeah, I figured they were going really hard on the whole Cloverfield uh, angle because the whole style of that movie is that it was filmed with a dinky camera, but you could still see things going on. Here, it's just right. a bit... like Cloverfield's actually very intense in a lot of points. Yeah, I haven't seen it myself, but yeah, uh, I can tell that there are a bunch of uh, stolen cues that weren't done really well in Monster compared mm-hmm. to Cloverfield. For sure. Um, I do like that, like, one of the few things I liked about this movie is everyone commenting how weird it is to film everything during this disaster. There, there's multiple points where... They're like, why? Why are you filming this? Like, what? Th- like, Turn we the need to go. Like, off. Stop. Yeah. Um, but then it kind of gets ridiculous because, like, throughout the movie, at various points, uh, it changes which sister is like adamant about filming and which one is like, no, turn it off, turn it off. Yeah, it's really. So weird. it's like they didn't have a script, or like they they forgot which character they were playing midway through the movie, and so they were like taking on each other's roles, like. They really had no personalities, aside from one person being on camera and the other one saying to stop filming. Yeah, our main leading ladies don't really have that much character going on. They're pretty much the focal point of the entire film. Mm-hmm. And their whole purpose is to pretty much film everything that's going on. But they're not incredibly interesting, if I'm going to be honest. No. And everything revolves around them. So, like, you'll see a few shaky cam shots of, like, travel, I guess. A lot of it's too, like, fritzy, like the camera's freaking out or whatever. Um, and occasionally you'll see, like, a building smoking. And then it'll, you know, do two seconds for that and cut away to them running again. Um, and then it'll be, like, them stopped. Like, really awkward, clunky dialogue with a lot of silence. And you can barely hear it because of the, the fucking uh, audio mixing. Right. And they're like, no, we, we, we can't, we can't stay here. Like we have to keep moving. And then more quick cuts of running and like, so nothing ever actually happens. It's clunky dialogue or clunky motion. That's, there's nothing in between. Yeah. Everything in this movie is clunky. And then three tentacles. Yeah. Yeah. It's really weird. They, they name it Mizuchi, which translates to dead water, mm-hmm. but, and we see the three tentacles attacking at the end. But aside from that, we really don't see the monster at all. The idea is it's supposed to be like an allegory for global warming, I guess. Which is ironically what the girls are there in Japan to talk about. Like, oh, it all comes together. What, but was, yeah, this movie called Monster has very little monster in it. Yeah, right. It's almost as if uh, M. Night Shyamalan directed this or something. Like, it's way too coincidental. Honestly, what little they showed of the monster didn't look terrible. No, not at all. Um... It's just there was very little monster. Yeah, for a mo- for a monster movie named Monster, as generic as it sounds, we only see the monster for like I don't know, like five seconds, maybe a bit more. Like I'm pretty sure there was a point where I think I saw like a giant Godzilla-like monster uh, midway through, but that was probably just my mind playing tricks on me or something. And we actually do see it at the end. Your mind trailing off and thinking of a better movie. Well, kind of. You know. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Uh, But yeah, we only see the three tentacles at the end. We never really get a good look at it. All we really know about this thing is that 
It travels underground, and uh, its name is Mizuchi, mm-hmm. and that's about it. It's pretty much the focal point of the entire disaster that this movie hinges on, but we never really connect with it. Like, no. It's really weird. Like, at least in Zilla, uh, we were able to see the monster in all its horrible 1998 CGI-ness. <laughs> like, it was the focal point of the story, but at least we saw it. Here, we we get nothing. We lose. Yeah. Good day, sir. <laughs> yeah, and then um, the whole thing that they're supposed to, like, because the girls are kind of the focus, like, you'd think they would, their plight would be interesting, but their whole point is to get to the American Center, which I don't even know what that is. They, It's not the embassy because they specifically say it's different than the embassy. But then they stopped running at one point and they're like, like, where are we going? Do you know where the American Center is? And like, you know, Justin's dead at this point. So they're like, no, like, I don't I don't know where I'm going. Like, then where have you been running to this whole movie? It's almost like uh, they're just following the motions. Like, let's just get the shit out of the way. Let's just do whatever. Yeah. It's so bad. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Despite that, I feel like this film, compared to uh, King of the Lost World, is a bit more cohesive narratively. Because in that movie, it just kind of dropped us into the drama. Like, we didn't really get a chance to, like, connect with the characters or anything. Uh, We're just... They're just on a deserted island with all of these monsters attacking them. Um, skip the foreplay. Just get all the exciting shit out of there, out there as soon as possible. But with this one, uh, there's actually a bit of lead into the disaster. Yeah, I mean, like, my, one of my first notes up top was that, like, I actually do give this movie some credit. Because, like, the opening vlogging sections do kind of feel authentic in a way that I don't think Cloverfield did. Um, Because in Cloverfield, it felt very, like, professional and kind of staged in the way that everything was shot. Because, you know, that was a competent movie. Um, But here, it's, like, literally just nothing's really happening. um, And the camera and audio quality is terrible. But it's just the two girls, like, playing around with the camera. Like, seeing how it works and stuff. Like, that feels genuine. But then they spend the entire movie filming everything. And it's, like, there's not as much cohesion for that to still be a thing yeah especially when they keep bringing up like why are you filming why are you filming <laughs> it's it gets like, maybe old if you quick don't ask that question if you want people to not think about that fact yeah so um i feel like that the biggest problem that this movie suffers from is it's so boring like nothing mm-hmm. happens in this movie like absolutely nothing happens like there's Terrible shit is happening. Uh, like, there's a monster that's attacking off screen because the girls are way too incompetent to actually film what's going on professionally. Mm-hmm. But the whole movie is just them filming each other, just trying to get away, you know, just trying to flee the country as best they can. Like, there is something to be said for the idea of a movie where, like, you know, you're not getting any of the action because the, the people filming the action are terrible at it. But this movie doesn't even, like, reference that. It's just, it misses the whole point. (laughs) Like, I think it tries way too hard to ape Cloverfield. Like, instead of being, like, a direct parody to it, you know, just taking the piss, you know, a whole tongue-in-cheek kind of thing. It could have worked like that. 
but they just play it straight the entire way through, and mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel fulfilling at all. Uh, there's only one word that comes to mind, and it's boring. Yeah, so, like, full disclosure, I don't really like found footage movies in general. Like, Cloverfield was okay. Um, I actually, I didn't watch that until, like, a year or two ago, because my wife really liked it and wanted me to see it. But generally, I don't like them. Um, I liked Chronicle, because that did some cool stuff with the found footage angle of, like, you know, their superpowers kind of let them move the camera around in fun ways, and so it felt less, like, shaky cam and stuff. Like, Cloverfield worked as a found footage movie because it was still, like, a progressive adventure. Like, there was there was tension, there was some really solid action set pieces, there was an actual monster that was, like, you know, progressing the movie forward, and the cast had to kind of hide from and interact with, and, like, you know, it led to conflict. Um, this one, it's really just a whole lot of nothing. Um... A lot of off-screen destruction and a few tentacles slapped onto the wide shots that don't really, like, affect anything. So it's just a lot of people talking about things that are happening that we haven't seen. I don't know what it was trying to accomplish, really. <laughs> and it was made for $500,000. Like, it's so, I mean, you can't expect much. Yeah. Like, my thought going into this on uh, why the movie was made this way was... You know, Cloverfield was just coming out. Like, it's a really big deal. So, uh, they want to pump this out as fast as possible um, onto, like, the on the store shelves and trick people into thinking, hey, this is probably that popular monster movie that's uh, supposedly coming out. I'm gonna go check it out. Oh. Oh, no. This is <laughs> not good. Like, it's pretty much uh, Asylum's deal in a nutshell for most of these movies. Like, uh... Oh, whatchamacallit, the Finding Nemo ripoff that they did. Like, uh, that's probably a good example of, uh, of, uh, probably tricking, uh, parents or, uh, grandparents into thinking that, hey, this is probably, uh, that popular fish movie that my kids are talking about. I'm gonna pick this up because it's super cheap. Oh, no. That is not the same movie at all. I mean, I get that concept. Like, that is their whole business model. Yeah. And, like, you know, with something like Atlantic Rim, which we will be watching and <laughs> apparently the lowest rated of all these movies, it makes sense because that's, like, that name even sounds similar. Like, I totally get confusing that. Or Transmorphers, which is another one of their popular ones. Um, but this, like, the name is Monster. Like, that couldn't be further from Cloverfield. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's similar enough. Uh, and it came out around three days before Cloverfield even hit theaters, so I guess that was a, enough of a time frame to, like, sucker people in, I suppose. But I don't know. I, I wasn't there when that was going on. Like, I didn't really give enough of a shit. Right. I just feel like they could have done something, like, you know, naming the monster something similar to Cloverfield so they could name the title that, or, I don't know. Jokerfield. Yeah, I I don't know what they would name it because they already had to uh they Field had, of Clovers. Some... There you go. Um th- no, that becomes a Field of Dreams mockbuster then. Um Nice. But they've already had some legal issues with past names before, so they can't get too close. But like Monster is as generic as you can get. And granted so is the movie. So, you know, I guess that's fitting. Yeah, I guess that's a good place to end this off. So, uh, Justin, on scale of 1 to 5, 
How shitty do you think is Monster? Oh, five. Yeah, that's pretty fair. I'm going yeah. to give it a five as well. Like, the, the premise starts out fine. Like, it starts off authentic enough, but as the movie goes on, uh, you notice that it really drags and really adds nothing uh, to uh, the, the premise that it's trying to tell. The, act, the characters are boring, uh, the special effects are lame, and the whole, the whole Cloverfield uh, cinematography really starts to wear on you. Like, mm-hmm. it just doesn't hold your attention at all. There's just a lot of nothing going on. And all the weird, like, filter effects they threw on there to, like, show the, the tape skipping or whatever just did not work. It just kind of, it distracted more than anything. Um... Yeah, like, King of the Lost World at least, like, had a premise. <laughs> you know, it, it gave you a, a ape monster. It gave you a creepy lost world with confusing geography and stuff. And it gave you characters that, like, didn't have arcs, but, like, at least had some kind of personality. Here... All they really promise is a monster, and you don't even get that. Yeah, five seconds at best. Yeah. It's a monster movie of no monster. It's a void where nothing happens and nothing matters. Right. If anything, they should have called it Camera, because it's the real villain. <laughs> you know what? That would probably bump it up to a four and a half if that was the case. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess we're going to call it there. Uh we didn't really like this one. Uh, so uh, next time we pop up uh, for Atomic Shark, it will be for Mega Shark versus Giant Octopus. That already sounds way better in comparison. So before we end it off, uh, Justin, go ahead and plug your stuff, buddy. Yeah, I'm, actually, I'm kind of excited for the whole series of Mega Sharks. Because I feel like that's going to be up there with like the um, Sharknado movies. Where it's like, you know, they know it's campy. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. But anyway, um, my stuff is at ZeroScore on various parts of the internet. Uh, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. Um, we do the Charge Shot Games cast on my Twitch every Monday night at 7 p.m. Central Time. And then I also stream a few other nights a week. Uh, but if you go to my Twitch, it's got my schedule on it. Um, yeah. And you can follow me at Hey It's That Tie, and you can also check the pinned tweet for uh, to, that links to my YouTube channel. Uh, I always forget the name of it. And uh, the the video in question is going to be uh, Digimon Rumble Arena, uh, which is a video review series for Tire Shoes Reviews. Uh, I am currently working on a new video uh, for uh, Masters of Terrors Kasai, so... That'll be as fun as watching this movie, uh, I'm going to say that for <laughs> sure. And uh, you can also check out Chartshot.com for uh, Chartshot Gamescast and Atomic Shot and any other uh, nerd-related media that might tickle your fancy if you like hearing our sul- uh, sultry voices. So, uh... Oh, yeah. You like that. <laughs> so, yeah. Until next time... Go ahead and take your medicine. And what was it? Stay shardy? <laughs> Stay shardy. <laughs> no, keep keep sharding. That was it. Keep sharding. <laughs> Stay shardy. Stay shardy.